Welcome to episode 10 of the Adelaide Connected podcast. I'm Peter St. Clair and we just had a great conversation with somebody from Adelaide Football Club, didn't we, Jared? Yeah, we certainly did. Uh, Dan Johnston is basically the big boss of commercials, so he uh, looks after all of the the commercial partners that you see on the front of their Guernseys and everything that you see in uh, uh, Adelaide Oval experience, but also like... The Adelaide Football Club have had such an amazing connection, not just with the state, but their commercial partners forever. You think about Toyota, we speak about Toyota, they're mm-hmm. one of the, the longest running partnerships in the history of the league, um, but they've also struggled through COVID, so it'd be great to, to tap into his mind to talk about that. And previously, living in the UK, working at Arsenal and deciding to move to South Australia, that's a big deal. I know, not just Arsenal though, like, and we didn't get into too much details, but he's worked for some pretty big companies, Burger King, McDonald's, he's, he's had a really good experience over in the UK, but chose South Australia, never lived here before, to live and work in with his wife and a newborn child. It was a great chat, and if you liked it, make sure you share it on your socials and of course on LinkedIn too. Let's hear from the Adelaide Football Club, Dan Johnston. How are we today, Dan? I'm awesome. Thank you for having Welcome me. Welcome for being on the podcast. Same to you, Jared. Thank you so much. It's a great time to be in South Australia, and I feel, Dan, that it is an exciting time to be part of the Adelaide Football Club after a challenging couple of seasons um, on and off the field, but it, it really feels like that things are turning um, when you speak of corporate partners, on field, and the, the future of a new home on the horizon. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's a really important stage for any football club when they sort of set the next horizon. Um, yeah, pretty excited to be part of the team that sort of puts some markers in the ground. And, and we can do that off the back of it, as you say, a couple of challenging years where, look, everyone was just trying to keep the lights on. Um, you know, COVID was, was pretty impactful to anyone in sports or events. Um, but we've been able to navigate the, the challenges of that. But now we've sort of got some clarity of looking forward. Um, you know, I look at what the club can do, you know, both from a new home, but importantly, what's happening on the field, you know, love to control the wins and losses, but you know, what we do off the field is just as important. So setting that, um, that strategy of earning the pride and, and really sort of establishing ourselves as an anchor point for the state through sports, uh, you know, a pretty exciting space to be in. And Peter, if you ever want to think about arrows, uh, we always talk about them, people who have moved to South Australia for the first time and then decided to base themselves here. All you need to do is look at a couple of football clubs. So um, if you look more recently, um, until 2023, uh, the captain of the Crows, Rory Sloan, before Jordan Dawson took over, Victorian, who's been um, arrowed into South Australia and um, is living here now, which we love. So lots of football clubs have examples of of people that have come over to South Australia, um, not by choice because they're drafted but then they go actually this place is this place is pretty good there's a lot on the crows list too there are and look it's a i think it's a great exciting conversation to have with anyone that's looking at south australia's you know whether it's work or establishing your home life because it's got everything you want um you know if you think about the young athletes that come into our club where it's the girls or the boys you know they've got an opportunity that's more than just a game you know, I think from a, an engagement perspective with the people and the passion that we have around sport, there's so many opportunities for them to grow outside of what they do on the field. So you know, that's certainly something that we you know, position in front of everyone. You know, the, really, you've got an open opportunity when you come to SA and Adelaide in particular. So you know, we see it not only on the, on the football program, but you know, hopefully outside of that in career opportunities. So yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's awesome. I don't think you've ever spoke so beautifully, Jared, about 
bringing sport and arrows together in, in one sentence. I know. It it's perfect. taken a few episodes, but I thought um, while we've got time together, Peter, I would impress you and I've done a great job, so thank you. <laughs> so, Dan, tell us, what brought you specifically here to South Australia? We know you work um, as a Chief Commercial Officer at Adelaide Football Club. What were you doing prior to that and what attracted you specifically here to Adelaide? Yeah, beforehand, um, I was working at Arsenal Football Club, so mm. over in the UK. Uh, I still describe myself as a marketer. That's my career. That's sort of what I built it on. So a real consumer approach to what we do. Um, and at the time, I was, I was in the marketing team in, at Arsenal in the UK. Um, first child was on the way. Uh, so my wife and I were thinking about getting back to this side of the world. Uh, and the opportunity came up at the Adelaide Football Club. Um, I looked at it you know, through my lens of you know, what the opportunity was, which was heading up the commercial areas of the business at that stage, fairly new back into Adelaide Oval. Um, so if I looked at the, you know, what, what are the ingredients that you know, I could deliver on, the catalyst was the Adelaide Oval. You know, an anchor point to be a world-class stadium in the CBD uh, is a really strong platform to, to build a program off. So that was a really key part to it. Um, also the ambition for the club to be more than just a footy club. So you know, from my end, really exciting to think you know, what can we do outside of you know, what we deliver at Adelaide Oval. But really the, the, counter, the key point for me was our ability to look at the Oval um, and that experience that we can build off it. That was a sort of key driver. Interesting that you say that because, like, the future for the Adelaide Football Club, you're looking at, you know, new um, grounds. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of possibilities for you at the moment. So this should be almost, would you say, the dream, the perfect job at the moment, although it comes with its challenges? Yeah, look, it is. And I think, um, you know, when any business sort of looks to the next horizon and says what could be, it's mm. pretty exciting. And I think we've everyone's heard about what we've tried to, you know, deliver and we're, we're very close to, you know, the putting that sort of opportunity to, to paper and you know, that provides the footy club with a you know, space to say, you know, let's build something for the future. Obviously, we've got what I arguably think is the best home ground in Australia to, to do our, um, our matches out of, but importantly, we want to do something for our women as well. Mm. So building a home for them, uh, an environment that's built for all of our teams um, and importantly for our head office as well. We want to be a destination club and that bank canvas is really exciting. So, you know, again, another real uh, drive for our footy club is getting everyone um, that want to be curious and engaged in what we're going to deliver over the next five years. Now, even though I'm a Port Adelaide ambassador, I can say this confidently that the Adelaide Crows brand is the strongest sporting brand in the, the state and it has been for as long as I've been in South Australia. And I think commercially that speaks volumes about the the brand itself, the commercial team. Um, but COVID challenged everybody. I think Toyota being partners with the club for forever from day one, which is a really pleasing thing. How much did it test the organisation commercially to not just attract commercial partners when they needed to make better financial decisions, but also hold, into, uh, hold on to them where no one's recovered yet. You're still through the recovery process here in South Australia. Yeah, really good question. I think um, like any good partnership, it's about having really honest and transparent conversations. So you know, when we're in the, in the heat of COVID, um, you know, Toyota is a great example of a business that said, we're here for you. Um, and that's what you want to hear when you're on Zoom calls. Um, but that didn't come with just you know, putting our hands on our two feet and just sort of sitting back. Um, so we moved very quickly to say, what can we do? How do we support your business? They were going through similar challenges. So I guess the team that we had was very much sort of saying, well, what is your business operation model now? What's it going to be for the next you know, year, 18 months, and, and how can we support it? You know, through that, we've actually learned more about what we can do uh, as a partnership than we probably did five years ago, which is um, I think a lot of businesses have probably got that same insight. You know, When you're, ad- you're facing adversity, you've really got to think, well, how do we 
and bounce out of it. And, and Toyota, they're from day dot and will be for a bit longer, but it's off the back of us actually understanding what they want, what they need, and, and how can we play a role in it. Seems some of the, the bigger figures at the club too, you speak of um, Tim Silvers, yourself, Andrew Fagan previously, they also made the choice to come and live here in South Australia. So um, with, with your um, relationships with them and speaking to them, what was, apart from the work side of things, you need to make a lifestyle decision to? What some of the draw cards to South Australia that are attracting some key members of the club? Yeah, um, look, it's actually really surprising. You know, I think when we came, moved here from the UK, we kind of didn't know what to expect. Um, I'm now the biggest advocate for the state. Um, yes, it's great to have a, you know, your career, but really that what you can provide your, your family if you're in a life stage like this. But we've got young people that don't have families. The, the opportunities for them to you know, be able to travel, still be connected with a, a pretty significant city and, and have an engagement voice around that is really important. But you know, we look at the opportunities for you know, outside of you know, uh, a work environment, you know, the ability to you know, have a, a house in the backyard, you know, it's, it's pretty appealing, you know, and mm-hmm. that's something that's uh, important. But the connection of, you know, what you can do, you know, live outside, you know, really live a healthy land- lifestyle, um, experience a great state, but you're only 90 minutes to Melbourne. So you can still commute and, and sort of engage where you need to. Um, you know, the facilities and infrastructure that South Australia has got is, is right up there. So you know, all those ingredients come into, you know, a really enjoyable uh, lifestyle, which, you know, is something that's a point of difference to me. When you came to South Australia, how did you find um, assimilating into community, lifestyle, networking? Did you find it easy? Did you find it difficult? What did you do to, to break into those networks? Um, probably fortunate in my role um, that it is sort of front-facing and you know, certainly was able to connect with a lot of um, you know, similar people at different at same life stages. So our network grew pretty quickly um, you know, through my role. You know, my wife um, you know, came in as you know, a, a mother of a 10-week-old daughter, so her ability to connect with you know, mums was a really important space. But again, South Australia is pretty open in that. Um, so yeah, we, we came in with not knowing anyone, no family, no friends, and, and now we've established everything in eight years that we've been here. I think for me... Um, the state can do a little bit more to be more open to that. Um, but, you know, like most things, when you meet people and you sort of share a life story, it, you connect really solidly. So we've been really enjoyed it. What can we do then yeah. as, as a state? Oh, look, I think we're doing all the right stuff. I mean, we're promoting, um, obviously, the opportunity to come and work here. I think the, the flexibility that um, employees can provide is opening those opportunities. So you don't necessarily be, need to be tied to the desk anymore, I think. We've got to be cognizant of the fact that big head offices won't always be able to establish themselves in South Australia, but roles can still work remotely. That's, again, a positive out of COVID is that ability for businesses to rethink what their workforce needs to be. Um, you know, we certainly try and promote that, and I think the more that we can do that, the more great talent we'll bring to the state and retain them. For you now, when we're at the start of a, an AFL season where the everything's beginning on the field, what does your working week look like then because a lot of it's done in the off season isn't it where you're trying to renew partners or attract new partners where right now is this the time where you can take a breath and just manage the relationships that you've got with your partners around South Australia yeah everyone always says oh you've been doing nothing for the last four months um, <laughs> it, it, and I always say well it's it, the board doesn't have a, a team to look at so they look at us but it's a good thing I think you're right we do a lot of our work um, you know, throughout the year and in, in looking in the horizon of you know, where are those opportunities for partners to 
to come on. You know, for us, it starts with our fans and our members. You know, they've got to be taken on a journey as well. So this time of year, it's it's probably the busiest because we are still in the final throes of um, you know just working through our partner activation plans, how we're going to present you know the program at Adelaide Oval, and then you get into the execution mode. So you know we sort of wear two hats at the moment. We're always still you know, trying to find opportunities and have conversations, but the the business really starts to look at you know we've we've got the the boys running out in a couple of weeks' time. Our women's program will up, ramp up in a couple of months. So um, there's never an off time, and I think that's pretty consistent for most people in, in the work environment. But, look, ours is still fun. I, I get so excited by the fact that, um, you know, in a few weeks' time we're going to be back at Adelaide Oval, and that's really what drives everyone. Um, you know, our partners get excited about what we can do in Adelaide, and, again, the, the platform and, uh, of what Adelaide Oval provides is pretty exciting. I wanted to ask about Adelaide Oval and that word connection because this is the Adelaide Connected podcast you worked at. You know, one of the, the biggest Premier League clubs in Arsenal who are also having a, a great Premier League campaign. Can you see the similarities between how the Arsenal fans connect with the, the community over there to how uh, we as a South Australian football fan connect with our clubs too? Or are there differences? Uh, I actually thought coming from the UK, I'd met the, I guess, the most tribalistic fan base you could meet in, in I guess, English football. Uh, coming here, it, it's, it's up there. You know, it's a wonderful, passionate state. You know, I love the fact that you know, there is a sport that connects everyone, which is football. Um, here and our fans, you know, lean in as much as as anyone I've ever seen. Um, look, there's some differences. There's a little bit more tribalism when you and uh, uh, when you get in the UK. But you know, when when we see what we do at Adelaide Oval, and look, we see it with with the Port um, program as well. We're really fortunate to have fans that just love our clubs. Um, and that's what we want, you know. And I always say that the, the most important thing for us is we've got people that are active and interested and passionate about our football club. So I actually put our our state and our fans on on the same map as as Arsenal uh, in that regard. Wow. We we talk a bit about you know what is our brand narrative for South Australia. And I'm going to ask you this question, given that you said you're a marketeer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that we're about to release um, from Committee for Adelaide um, is what is our brand narrative and how do we go about emphasising that to people who are looking at moving to South Australia. And I'm sure you've got plenty of people in the UK, you know, knocking on your door asking how great South Australia is. What's your story? What do you tell people? Um, look, I genuinely say it's progressive. Um, you know, I think, again, from a, you know, someone that didn't grow up here, the comments are we're a bit sort of conservative and uh, and don't move, but... I think of the stuff that we do, um, you know, operate in, and we are really open to opportunity. You know, I see that in a lot of the, the business partners that we have. A lot of the work the government's doing at the moment is about sort of saying, let's reset ourselves and be a destination city for the globe, not not necessarily just Australia. And I say that to you know, a lot of my colleagues, you know, um, internationally as well, that this is a great city to come through to. So I think we've just got to break the shackles and say we're open for business. We do have a flexible mindset, and we're progressive the way we can, how we can do work. And a lot of people have also used Adelaide as an example of kind of like being a test. Um, a test state in South Australia to see how little things will work so they can try them around the rest of the country. We look at sporting terms. We see the gather around and live. It's all here. Do you feel that we're on the verge of going, no, no, we're not testing anything here. This is actually a great place to have these things long-term and permanently because we can put on events and make them work? Absolutely. And I think it's, um, you know, sport's a great 
catalyst to show that we can do it. I think the consistency is is important. So you know, I like to think that Gatheround is is going to be here for multiple years. Um, you know, having the live program is phenomenal. You know, putting us on a global stage, but they are just a start point. You know, I really think that when you when you show that you can pull off events of that scale, um, it starts to see the mentality that crosses into other business areas as well. I think we can do a lot for promoting more than just sport in our state. Yeah, I mean, I guess that goes back to what we were just talking about is showing that we are being progressive and, you know, we talk about talent attraction and retention. It's almost like the events and everything we're doing. You know, we have an opportunity to be really progressive now. We need to make the most of these opportunities. So it's, I think South Australia is going to have a great year. I agree. I had a, a nerdy um, sports top question for you because I'm I'm uh, obsessed with sports tops, and over the past few weeks I've been watching another code, and one of the the big teams in this code, one of the biggest in the country, are playing in a grand final series, and they have no front of shirt sponsor. How challenging and tough is the commercial market out there to not just attract commercial partners, but also to get them to invest on the front or the back of uh, Guernsey or shorts or LED signage? Yeah, really good question. I think it's um, look, what I love about um, sports fans, in particular in Australia, is that they, they understand that they can't have their clubs without support. So those commercial partners that come on board mean more than just a logo and that's our responsibility as the rights holders to, to show our partners and our fans that authentic connection piece of, of how you can have a win-win. You do that well and you attract, you attract the best brands and they, and they stay with you. Um, this isn't insignificant money either. You know, this is a lot of the times we're commanding a, a, a large proportion of their marketing spend so it has to be more than just awareness. So you know, you'll see with a lot of the you know, the rights holders, and particularly in the AFL, that we're really connected with saying, well, what can we do outside of just our match days? So there's a lot of investment within uh, within the code around you know, the 300, 365 day conversations that we have with our fans and our members, and how do we bring our partners into that? Uh, it's a really important space for us, and you know. If, if we don't, we, we'll lose out to the marketing mix. I, I tell my team a lot of the times, we're not competing with, you know, with Port Adelaide or even the NRL. We're competing within the marketing mix. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking to brands, it's how do we show the value um, that isn't just awareness. So we, you've, got, you've got obviously the season coming up and approaching and that's probably going to take up a lot of your uh, weekend time. What do you like to do when you're not in work mode? Uh, look, I'm a dad. You know, and that's that's a really you know big part of my life. My wife and I, you know, she's a full time, um, yeah, full time as well. So we, we try and balance the, the time with our kids. You know, they're eight and six. They just want to hang out with mum and dad, which is a mm. wonderful life stage. Uh, like to be healthy, obviously. You know, where I can, bit of exercise, um, but also enjoy life. You know, mm. I want to get outside again. I think we're really fortunate in SA that you can get outside really quickly. Uh, and it's not hard. You can get to the ocean, you can get to the mountains, you can get to the, uh, the, the rural side of the state as well. So try and get out and about. Spend mm. my money in SA. That was a really good opportunity as well. I'm putting my marketing hat on for you to say, I was driving my Toyota Kluger around. We went through the Hungry Jacks drive through and I was just <laughs> checking my crypto.com while having a mismatch beer when I got home because they're four partners commercially. So did, did I do a good job then? You did pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, this has been great speaking to you on the Adelaide Connected podcast. Um, good luck for the season ahead. It's a, it's great that, that footy's back. I think um, we live and breathe the AFL here, especially when we get into a new season where there's only positive things happening for the Crows, but also um, what 
is being done for the state's also really important too. And it's great to have someone like yourself saying that you choose to live here. There's a big difference between um, having to live here and choosing to live here. So you choose to live here with your family and you've been here for almost a decade. So we appreciate your time.